Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Mythology Central Podcast. Very excited to get into today's episode, coming to us from Greek mythology, with the legend of Perseus and the Gorgon's Head. Um, not too much to discuss pre-episode today, so without any ado, we are going to get right into the legend. Acrisus, king of Argos, had only one child, a daughter named Danae. Acrisus was disappointed with this, as he had wanted a son, and to decide what he should do, he went to ask an oracle what the future held. The oracle replied with a very disappointing prophecy for Acrisus. You will have no son, and your grandson will kill you. Pretty simple. Now, naturally, the king was terrified by this news, and in an attempt to prevent the future, he locked his daughter away in a tower. However, Zeus saw this, and being Zeus, who is a frankly doesn't care what humans think, he turned his gaze to Danae and was very attracted to her. He came to visit her in a shower of gold coming in through the roof of the tower, and in time, she bore his son, who she named Perseus. When Acrisus discovered this, he feared Zeus's wrath if he straight out killed both his daughter and grandson. Instead, he did something that was obviously so much better, and cast Danae and Perseus adrift on the sea in a wooden chest. When Danae woke up, she realized her situation and prayed to Zeus for help. Instead of being swamped by the waves and carried down to the underworld, the chest they were in washed up on the island of Seraphos. Eventually, the island's king Polydectes met with Danae. He desired to marry her, but she refused. And with Perseus, who was now fully grown to protect her, the king knew he didn't stand a chance. He realized his only chance to get with Danae was to get rid of Perseus. To fulfill this, he held a banquet for the island's young men. All the guests brought presents for the king, save Perseus, who was too poor. He was ashamed at this and promised to bring the king whatever he asked. Bring me the head of Medusa the Gorgon, snickered the king. Medusa was a terrible monster, with snakes for hair and a glance that turned people to stone. The king thought that this task was impossible and that he had rid himself of Perseus forever. Zeus, watching this, took pity on Perseus and sent two gods to help him on his way. Athena, the goddess of wisdom and battle strategy, and Hermes, the messenger god. Athena lent Perseus her shield, saying, Look only in the shield and her stare will not harm you. And Hermes lent Perseus a sickle that he could use to cut off the gorgon's head. He also told Perseus to find the daughters of the titan Phocrus, known as the Grey Sisters. They would tell him how to find the nymphs of the north wind, who would lend him winged sandals and a wallet with which to hold Medusa's head. They would also fetch him the Cap of Invisibility from Hades, the god of the underworld. Perseus hastened, Perseus hastened away, and went, as Hermes had instructed him, far, far north, eventually coming to the cave where the Grey Sisters live. They had been born as old women, and they only had one eye and one tooth which they passed between them. Hermes had also told Perseus of this, and had given him an idea. 
As the sisters passed the eye around between each other, Perseus snuck up behind them and grabbed the eye from an outstretched hand. Daughters of Phocras, he cried, I have your eye. If you do not tell me what I wish to know, I will cast it into the sea and leave you forever in darkness. This quite alarmed the Grey Sisters, and they swore on the river Styx, which is binding, to tell Perseus whatever he needed to know. In this way, Perseus learnt how to get to the Nymphs of the North Wind. Continuing with his quest, Perseus reached the lovely Garden of the Nymphs, and was welcomed kindly. Here, he was able to rest and recover from his long journey. In time, he asked them for the equipment that was suggested for by the gods, and they happily agreed. Thus, Perseus gained his flying sandals, helmet of invisibility, wallet in which to store Medusa's head, as well as information on where to find the Gorgon's lair. At last, he was ready to face her. Wearing the sandals and cap, Perseus flew, unseen, to the far west. After searching and searching, he finally found Medusa and her two Gorgon sisters asleep among the decaying stone statues of other heroes, all turned to snow, all turned to stone by her glare. Perseus proceeded forward with caution, slowly approaching the sleeping Gorgons and only looking at Medusa's reflection through his shield. Quick as could be, he pulled out the sickle and cut off the terrible head with a single blow. Then, he grabbed a handful of the snakes that were serving as hair and dropped the hissing head into the wallet that had been given to him by the nymphs. However, the hissing of the snakes woke the other two sleeping gorgons. These two, unlike their sister, were born gorgon and therefore immortal, meaning that they could not be killed. They sprang up, eager to avenge their sister, and Perseus leapt out of the cave mouth, speeding away over the ocean on his sandals. As he flew east, he came upon a lovely maiden chained to a rock. He discovered that the lady's name was Andromeda, and that her parents had chained her to the rock as a sacrifice to Poseidon. Perseus had fallen in love with Andromeda the moment he laid eyes on her, and could not let this stand. He hovered above the rock, scouting for the sea monster who was supposed to be coming to claim Poseidon's prize, when suddenly he saw ripples in the water. Perseus, still hovering above the water with the sandals, got ready, and as the sea monster raised its head above the water, roaring at him, Perseus reached inside the wallet and pulled out Medusa's head, holding it in front of the monster's savage eyes. Perseus and Andromeda watched as the monster sank back under the water, having fully turned to stone. There was much rejoicing at Andromeda's rescue, and she married Perseus soon after. He stayed for many days at Andromeda's island home, and there was a noble feast at their wedding. However, it was soon time for Perseus to set off back to Greece. More specifically, the island of Seraphos, where this all began. He strode into the throne room, and found Polydectes relaxing and eating with his followers. Perseus also saw that he had made his mother, Danae, a slave. Enraged at this, Perseus pulled out Medusa's head and turned Polydectes and all of his followers into stone lumps, which were dragged out and dumped on the hillside. That evening, Athena and Hermes visited Perseus and took back the sickle, shield, helmet, shoes, and wallet. 
Athena also took the head of Medusa and set it in the head of her shield that could be used to strike fear into enemies during battle. After his adventures, Perseus lived a long way long. Wow, that's a hard word to say. Perseus lived a long life with Andromeda, and this was only sorrowed when he accidentally threw the round iron disc too hard when competing in some games, and accidentally killed an old man sitting in the stands. This man actually turned out to be Acrisius, the mean king from the beginning who sent Perseus into the sea with his mom. So it wasn't too much of a loss. But this did fulfill the prophecy that his grandson would kill him. Perseus and Andromeda had numerous children. However, the most notable lineage following him down would come to include the sons of his granddaughter, Alcmena. Her son was named Hercules. You may have heard of him. Eventually, Perseus perished after his battle with Dionysus, and Zeus took his body, setting it, setting it in the stars with Andromeda beside him. This will end the tale of the adventures of Perseus. However, there are so many amazing tales to come out of Greek mythology, along with many other myths from many other cultures. I hope you enjoyed, and please be sure to check out next week's podcast, dropping Monday at 12pm Mountain Time.